we have such an incredible community with people from all over the world and people coming in and out of things. But uh, Richard, I just, I just want to thank you for everything you've done for this community, you know, each time you're here, you know, and uh, in this time, you are the most incredible support to us, helping carry us through, you know, the pandemic, helping us put systems in place. And uh, we just, we so value you and are going to, you, you have no idea how much we're, we, we miss you already, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll miss you while you're gone. So... Well, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's really interesting not having a voice and trying to, uh, to, to preach. You know, it's, it's a, a sobering thing. When we look at, you know, reality of at times being separated from people and, and the word that Lee had and, and there's, a word that I, was, I feel for this morning. And it's, it's the recognition that we at times have to battle through things. As I was preparing and thinking about this morning, the thing that God, there was a couple things that God had in my mind. But one of them was that of the, how the Israelites had to take the promised land. Now we're not living in the Old Testament. You know, we're living in the new, we're living the side of the cross. But the lessons that we can learn from those stories are so important. Because there's a reality for us where we can just think that everything is just going to come easy to us. That we're not going to have to fight to live in the things that God has for us. But that is not good parenting. And it's not the way that God parents us as his children, right? We, he's an amazing father that's teaching us. We in this lifetime, we are, we are learning things that are going to be important for us, not just for this lifetime, but for eternity. And, you know, and for the world gives a message that's like, oh, everything, you deserve it. You should just have it. Everything should come easy to you. And we can have this expectation in our society of things being simple and wonder why we have to struggle at times. And we can question and go, well, if God was there, why do I have to struggle? And if God was really cared about me, why do I have to go through these difficulties? And, you know, if God was there, why, why can't I get breakthrough? You know, and Lee addressed it in, in the word she was giving this morning. I want to build on that. And it's why community is so important. Because it's not just us on our own crying out to God, trying to get breakthrough. Our breakthrough comes in our perseverance, in our walking shoulder to shoulder with one another. The promised land was not taken by an individual. It was millions of people walking into the promises of God together, united, organized, structured. Can you imagine the chaos if every man just did what they thought they should do for themselves?
There would be no taking of the promised land. We'd have a very different story in the Bible. And we see this, this pattern throughout Scripture of God using people together in community. People in family. People working together. Not just people as individuals doing what they want to do, but a community of people working together to achieve God's purposes. We speak of God's kingdom because Jesus came and preached about God's kingdom. But our, when we look at the kingdom through our individual eyes, through Western thinking and philosophy, <clears throat> then we just see a relationship of God is my king, I'm a subject, or you know, Jesus is my savior, my personal savior, it's all about me and my king, or all about me and God. And sometimes that extends out to our family, hopefully. Very rarely in our thinking does it extend beyond ourselves to others. And I share this with us because God's got amazing breakthroughs for us that we'll only, you will only live in them when you understand them in the context of community. And as long as you try to do it on your own, by your own ways, your own terms, you will never experience the breakthrough. Because it's not meant to be on your own. And nowhere in the Bible does it talk about a bunch of people doing their own thing. And heaven isn't going to be a bunch of people doing it's their own thing. Based on how God has structured this world, nothing in this world works by just one thing doing its own thing. I mean, it's amazing. And I, I think, I believe it was Lee that brought it up in a preach before. And it was something we've learned through Joel, actually, in, in some of his studies that he's been doing. Like even the trees talk to one another. Their roots are connected. There's just like this crazy thing. And I can't even begin to explain it. You know, Joel probably, I could get him up and he could explain it. You know, but, you know, God's so intricately, the creator of this world has made it that everything is working together. That everything works together with one another. That you, one thing getting damaged impacts another. You know, that how, how all the different systems of this world, the ecosystems, they work together. And, and there's this thing for us to understand that as a community, it's our working together. It's our unitedness. It's our understanding of family. It's our sacrificing for one another. It's our, our laying down of, of our agenda for the sake of a collective where we really begin to understand and live in the purposes of God. And we really begin to see, see his kingdom come and his will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. You know, that's, that's how it works. It works, it works in unity. You know, in, in extended family. You know, it's crazy something I was reading recently. You know, it, you know, it, we see this, this reference to brothers and sisters 
you know, in the Bible, call, people calling each other brothers and sisters. Do you know that in, in he, that culture, in Hebrew culture, brothers and sisters were more important than a husband and a wife? You would have a stronger bond with your brothers and sisters than you would with your wife, with your spouse or husband. It's again, it's because we see things through the way life is here and the way that we live our life and we interpret scripture generally through our own eyes, you know, and our own perceptions and the way that we live things out. But their culture was so different than ours. It was so different. And so, you know, this thing of like, hey, brother, you know, it's one of the things, honestly, it's one of the things at times, and you may have heard me at different times, depending on how long you've been in the community, where I'm like, guys, let's not just like call each other brothers and sisters. And I, it's the same, like, why, why do I go, I, if you know me, like, don't call me pastor, you know, don't call me brother, don't call me sister. Live it. You know, and I, and I say, because we, we can have these terms where we, we like, oh, I'm going to call someone a pastor by honoring them. You know, but we can honor with our lips. We, we really do, we're in each other's lives in a completely different way than maybe we've done in the past. And most of us have walked away from our own brothers and sisters to come here. And maybe some of us have had really bad family experiences, right? And going, man, I can't think about brothers and sisters that way and the closeness of that because that just wasn't, my family was, you know, dysfunctional. My brothers and sisters, I'm not saying you're dysfunctional. <laughs> just not saying it wasn't a me thing, you know? If you're watching, I'm saying that I'm saying that something we can come from those, those situations. But the wonderful redeeming thing about the family of God, you know, hey, the grace of God's amazing because it gives us patience for one another. Because, you know, at the end of the day, our only ability to be a functional family together is Jesus. You know, at the end of the day, I'm going to disappoint you. You're going to disappoint me. We're going to, you know, not always get along. We're going to, we're going to be real people. If we pretend and be super spiritual, it's like, oh, I'm perfect and everything's fine. And I love everybody and everyone loves me. And we're all just floating around on a cloud and we're all good. It's not real. It's not real. You know? And we float around on that cloud until it gets a little punctured and gets a little bit more punctured and a little bit more punctured. And then we fall on our butts to the earth. And then we're mad and like, why do these people disappoint me? And I thought they were perfect. And why aren't the people doing this? And why that? And I'm, I'm just so mad. Right? And the truth is that we're imperfect people. You know, 
We're amazing people. We've been created in the image of God. He's declared that we're good. You're all these amazing, awesome people. And you're awesome in your imperfection and awesome in your uniqueness and awesome in how God's created you to be. And, you know, we all have these, in this collective, we have these individual gifts. We've been created uniquely and we're not all the same and we're not trying to all be the same. We're just, let's be a people that really love one another. You know, that, that really care about one another as much as we can. You're not all going to be in my life. I'm not going to be in all of your lives in the same level. You know, at the end of the day, we all can only, apparently statistically, the most relationships that, a, oh man, uh, most relationships a community can really sustain is about like 150. You know, which, but it's the, and there's some other number for people, but I can't remember what it is. I think it's like 50. You know, at the end of the day of any meaningfulness of being able to maintain about 50 relationships and really in an intimate level, it's something like, like somewhere between, I think it's somewhere between like eight and 12, you know, apparently that was more than just the 12 tribes being symbolic there. And the amazing thing is Jesus didn't try, you know, Jesus didn't try to be everybody's friend. Jesus intimately was involved in the lives of 12 disciples. We also see he had some great friendships with different people that aren't written about in the Bible, but they're very clearly there because he cried, you know, he mourned over Lazarus dying. He references his brothers and sisters. He references these different relationships. It's not like he only had 12 relationships. Why am I saying all that? Well, because I kind of rabbit trailed. <laughs> but... I, I'm saying all of it because I stand before the most amazing group of people. And God's brought us together. Isn't that awesome? From all around the world, you know, to fulfill his purposes in Mississauga and in Milton and in Brampton and in wherever other cities you live in. And from here, and I'm looking at people and I'm purposely not looking at some different people. I'll look up here because there's some people here that are going to get called by God to go and, and start another work in Milton or Bram, you know, Brampton or, or Oakville or Burlington or wherever it is that God does. And, and that's amazing. It's amazing. And, and that's, that's the cool thing about what God's doing here is we get to be with one another for a season and we get to love one another and we get to get sent out and we get to and we get to create communities where people can be really loved and accepted and healed and come to know the grace and the love of God and then people get sent out and God's kingdom and then we keep talking to one another like the trees do and loving one another the way that we're meant to and God's kingdom just multiplies you know by a group of people that just that love one another you know, that even when we go, like Richard's going to be gone for a while, but we're going to love him, you know, and let's stay in, I'm going to stay in contact with him. Other people will stay in contact with those that are close to him. All of us aren't going to stay in contact with him because we don't know him. But those that do, we do because we love him and he's, you know, separated from us and God's got purposes there. And while he's gone, we're going to love his family really well, you know, because they're not on their own. And that's the cool simplicity of the gospel. You know, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believed in him would have eternal life. You know why? Because God so loved the world. And God loved you. 
And and this beautiful thing about us being the 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 again the simplicity of the gospel. What is it? Love God with all your heart, mind, and spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. So so as a community, just my encouragement: love you all. Let's keep making the main thing the main thing, and let's together fight with one another for battles. Just being totally honest and vulnerable. I woke up in the ter- worst, worst, terrible thing. I'm sure the thing Lee's saying this morning, she's like half saying it to me. Because I just woke up in like the worst possible place this morning. And unfortunately, I have some brothers, and I've saved actually like people, I use that term because they really are like that for me. Other church leaders that I can call or text and go, I am really struggling today. I need your prayers. And, you know, they send me back. they like, we were praying for you. And one guy's like, yeah, God actually woke me up in the middle of the night to pray for you last night. And, you know, here's this scripture that God was sharing with me so that I could. Because I'm like, because I'm not really sure how I'm going to get up and preach today. Because this is, man, a pretty nasty fog that I woke up in. And I, I feel comfortable to share that with you because if you think I'm perfect, I'm not Jesus. I'm really not. And I try, I try, I live out my faith as best as I can. You know, and I, I, I take the responsibility of laying down my life to lead this community in that, in that imperfection I have. And guess what? I share that because you're imperfect too. I'm not, I'm not pointing at anyone. <laughs> you know, we're all, we're all, we all need God and we all need breakthrough. There's certain things in my life I'm still, I'm contending for breakthrough for. And I'll be contending for breakthrough for different things in my life for the rest of my life. As will you. You know? And so let's hold each other's arms up. Let's walk together. Let's fight as a community for one another and get the breakthroughs that we're meant to be getting in. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Love you all so very much. And uh, yeah, just have a great week. Just a couple quick things before I forget about them. Next week, again, Lee and I will be in Waterloo. And again, us going to Waterloo, you guys are all coming to Waterloo with me. And so I appreciate your prayers because there's an opportunity. Like what we're doing is we're going into a church there to help a church and help a group of people like this, you know, that have gone through some really difficult things and help them, you know, just to be able to get back on, on with the plans and purposes of God that God has for them. But my me going, we are all going. And times, if you ever want to come with me to Waterloo, please just let me know and we'll, you know, arrange something. So that's one thing. I'll be, Josh is going to be preaching next. Yeah. So he'll be sharing next week. And uh, the week after that, we're not going to have a church meeting. We won't have a Sunday meeting that week. It's the long weekend. Most of our AV crew is not here. Lee and I are not here. Other people are not here. And we're just like, you know what? There's so many people not here. Let's actually just be in each other's lives. Go on vacation. Do, you know, that week we'll take off. You know, because God's with us all the time. And then we'll come back fresh the week after and have an amazing time to do that. Oh, and absolutely. We'll come back with a big picnic celebration in Streetsville Park. So, you know, it's great. You know, we get a double whammy the weekend after, a picnic on the Saturday and then together again on the Sunday. So I just want to share those things with you and love you. Also, now I look to Jesse. We just need to pray for Ashish. And actually, I'm going to do it right now because he's not well. They don't know why he's not well. 
And, and so we're just going to pray that it would be revealed and he'd be totally healed. Amen? So Lord, and Ashish, who's watching right now, we pray for you. We trust for complete healing over your life. You're an incredible man of God, Ashish. And God's got plans and purposes over your life. You're such an amazing teacher. But you're, the, the call of God on you is far beyond what, you know, maybe you even imagine. And we just declare that over your life and say, we thank you for the fact you're part of this community. We thank you for how you serve this community. We thank you for your steadfastness and how you walk. And we trust for total healing over you. Lord, just whatever the doctors need to see that they would see. But beyond that, we pray for just total healing and restoration over Ashish's life. And we thank you for the plans and purposes you have for him. Amen. Love you, Ashish. I love you all. Have an amazing week. We won't see you next weekend. So the next time I'll see you is the 7th of August. We'll miss you until then, unless we see each other in between. Love you very much. Take care. <laughs>